This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, wrestling fans. Um, when we're recording this, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, so happy Stone Cold Steve Austin Day to everybody. As I said to Dave when he walked in, Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! That's wearing my Austin t-shirt. That's three, size, that's three sizes too big for him. Oh, yeah. But welcome back to Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Thank you very much for listening this week. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion. As always, for our kick-ass theme music, you can go to the brand new ringroperebellion.com to find all their videos, all their songs that you can purchase and a little bit of biography about them. Uh, you can also check out our broski, B-Wing 411, got to say it phonetically, uh, for any graphics, banners, designs like our kick-ass uh, logo that we have. Uh, you can find us on markingout.com. You can find all the episodes there. You can find pictures of us. You can find, you know, our, our broskies. And you also, you can find our brand new Marking Out t-shirts. Da-da-da! In both black and gray. You can go on the, there, and I will be shipping them out personally to you. Sealed with a kiss from Brandon. Um, you can also go on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. That's a huge thing that you can do for us. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Continue the wrestling talk there. We put up videos of Rinka King, of FCW. Dave had to call me this week to tell me that he put up the first ever Cassius Ono promo on, on the website. He's like, Chris, that. he's like, I have to call you. Cassius Ono made his debut. I'm like, Dave. That's not what I want to hear right now out of you. Also, Twitter.com. You can uh, talk to us there. And if you want to just try to badmouth us and tell us to go off ourselves, please do. Please do. But More than welcome. More than welcome. Hate to disappoint you. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We're going to rise above the hate, all right, there, whoever you are. I don't even know what, what his Twitter handle is. I don't think we should say it anyway. Let's not say it. But let's say our name. My name is Chris. Thank you yet again. I am here with Dave That The... Come on. You got to get it right one of these days. We're on episode, what, 58? 58. Come on now. It's Dave, the rave that all those sexy bartenders crave. Shout out to Karen, who tapped that keg of Sam Adams cherry wheat right before PWS for me. And right after she tapped that keg, I tapped that ass. Booyah! <laughs> nice. I highly recommend that Sam Adams cherry wheat. Yeah. Abs- good tasting beer right there. Yeah, if, if you have a vagina. I'm kidding. Mm, it tastes good. I'm kidding. And we're also here with Brandon. How you doing? Yeah. Um, I just want to thank Pat Buck for all that he's done. It's still real to me, damn it. I mean, thank you. You're so awesome. Thank you so much, Mr. Buck, for saying what needed to be said. I don't want to see another one of these. All right, and he is cut off. Yep. I guess uh, Brandon's got to go make himself feel a little bit better so we won't be hearing from him for a couple minutes. But let's get into it. He spoke about Pat Buck. We were there. Big, biggest indie show that you could see in the Northeast. Oh. PWS Supercard 2012, not Super Show. We were there in full force, as we said, right before PWS. We uh, Finn's Irish Pub. If you're in the Rahway area, check that place out. Very good. Bartender Karen hooked it up. Get but anyway, steak sandwich. Yes, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, steak sandwich, pretty good. You know, we're trying to help you guys when you go uh, to the next PWS event. Yes, Broadway Re- uh, Rec Ruben, Center. That counts. Stop by Flynn's. Yeah, stop by Flynn's. But anyway, 
going to PWS Supercar. The place was jam-packed. You walked in, and it was like a Mark stream. It was like a Mark stream for me. You walk in, you get, you're about to get your ticket, and then on your left-hand side, Sammy Callahan, Cole Cabana, the other side, Balls Mahoney, Jay Lethal, Amazing yeah. Red, the Big O, and then you just walk into this giant rec center with all these, you know, the bleachers, the ring and everything like that, and all these... Veterans that are just sitting around. You see the retirement Oxy. home. The, the retirement home. But it was good. No, it was good. You know, Marty Gennetti was there. In uh, full Mets gear. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't know. When you walk in, at times it feels kind of like you're being bombarded by everything so fast. Yeah. I mean, like, when, oh my God, I have to go there. Oh exactly. my God, Papa Sean goes over there. Oh but my God, like, Shockmaster. But then there was the other hand when I saw Balls Mahoney right before the door. It was just like, yeah, he's on the right side. I'm going to walk on the left side. <laughs> I don't want to. Coca Band is right there. I got to go. Mahoney I don't really want to. fit, though. Huh? Not fit, but skin. He's just cracked out. He was I, looking very thin. He was looking good. Yes, meth is good. Well, no, <laughs> I don't condone meth. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't. But let's. Besides, you know, all the the corniness that it was, was sad, all I thought. the. I, I thought when you walk inside and you saw the veterans that with the retirement and what we may mention of, I thought it was kind of sad. I mean, you see Marty Chedetti there. You saw uh, Papa Shango. There, Papa Shango Abdullah looked the awesome. Papa Shango Papa did. Shango but was, Marty Chedetti, Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher. We're going to talk about Abdullah the Butcher a little bit yeah, later yeah. because that was just – that A, kind of uh, – It's pretty funny. We'll it see. was funny, but also, too, it kind of like – I, I, I don't it's, know. But I like, don't know. You, did you feel the I same thing it about it you. being kind of sad? I mean, these guys, they were so great when you were growing up, and now they're here. They got gray hair. They're pretty much broken down. Who had they're gray fighting hair? Frank. They, just like the wrestler, they're, bro- they're broken down and they're just trying well, to keep their name relevant. The Railway Rec Center was maybe one of the, was one of the filming points of the movie The Wrestler, that? so that was kind of like a nostalgia point. Our buddy Dan, you could follow him on Twitter at Diasulin, uh, came with us. Not a big wrestling fan, and also Debbie Downer, bitch seriously, Simone. yeah, bitch Simone, Simone the entire time. The only the only thing he really thought was cool was. Oh my god, this is the place where the wrestler was. Let me take a picture of this and put it on Instagram. But let's. Yeah. Let- <laughs> is that what he did? Yeah. I didn't even know. Us in on Facebook too. I didn't know he did that. No, no, he didn't. He fucking tagged us out on Twitter. I meant, did he? Yeah, he did. Well, he, he did several times. But that's he, that's n- neither here nor there. Dan will never take a new wrestling event again. But he's probably not even going to listen to this. So. Future endeavored. Yeah, future endeavored from the marking out camp. Um, let's talk about the action itself. Really great gauntlet match to start off the show. It's almost like a pre-show. Nice oh little, yeah, it was nice it little was uh, nice little jerk to start the show off there. Justin Carino, Bill Carr, uh, Nick Brubaker, and Arbroski the Big O, who got the, who got who was the last entrant in, and he got a huge pop from the crowd. Got a huge pop from the crowd, and also got the win. So that that's got a big dude. That spinebuster is freaking powerful as all hell. It reminds me of the David Otunga spinebuster. Yeah. Which well, is, I don't know. I kind of think more Batista spine I'm buster. thinking more or Ron for, Simmons. Yeah, I was about to oh, say okay. Farouk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Ron Simmons, where he lifts him up and just throws them it's down that brutal, one It's a brutal, brutal fucking spine buster. Yeah. And, yeah, and we we didn't we weren't there, but we're going to talk about it too. The next day, the Big O won the Battle Royal at NYWC Dream Big 2, which is a big, big weekend for Big O. He's undefeated right now in the independent wrestling circuit. He's so. on the rise. And that's, that's also beside the fact. That motherfucker tried to ask me if I wanted to take a spine buster from him. <laughs> well, anytime. I, I'll fucking. You want to try it? <laughs> okay, fucking, there I'll, we go. We have audio proof. Big O, Brandon will take a spine buster from you. <laughs> all I know is that yeah, all, all champions better hold their titles close to them because Big O is coming. Big O 
is coming. We start the show off, you know, there was a lot of skepticism about Psycho Sid. You know, it's been reported beforehand that he's really like a no-show on a lot of events and everything like that. So just to clear everything up, Pat Buck, you know, we mentioned it before. I got to shout him out again. You don't think we're going to review your entire show, buddy? Come on. Pat Buck never stops. <laughs> uh, comes out and tells the fans, you know, being straightforward with them, Sid, you know, didn't make his flight. Apparently, his uh, wallet was stolen, so he had to inform them six, four hours after the flight was supposed to go off that he wasn't coming to event. Yeah, it was Pat Buck goes out and, tell, and Pat Buck goes out, tells everybody, gives out, give, gives out big, uh, big Psycho Sid's phone number, and also calls him in the middle of the ring for everybody to boo him at. I so now about 900 people have Psycho Sid Vicious's phone number. I thought it was pretty awesome that he did that. I mean, yes, some people are saying bad mouthing Pat Buck for this, saying that it's bad business. I think you know what this guy was screwed him over that night, and it's not, not even, even not even just that. Exactly, night. it's not the first time that he's done this bullshit. Like, let and, me tell you, I don't know Sid, I don't know him at all, but he screwed me twice now. Yeah. So he can go fuck himself. You know what? And honestly, like, Sid wasn't the main attraction for me. Like, yes, it was, okay, it's Psycho Sid Vicious. He's pretty big. He's pretty cool. But, like, Sid, like, I know you talked about it last week about how he was a stand, like, he was a standout character for you growing up. Not really. He he was nothing, anything big. But when it comes to Sid, we'll talk about the the match that Sid was supposed to be in in a minute because that may have been my personal favorite moment of the night. Mm -hmm. But let's get into the rest of it, you know. We start off with a... Start off with a great nostalgic match. You know, Dave saying a lot of veterans there. Marty Jannetty taking on Balls Mahoney. Yeah, such a random match. Yeah, absolutely random match. Never before seen. Yeah, never never before seen. You know, false. They made it a no holds barred match. You know, for those two guys, you know, it worked. Uh, You know, especially to kind of draw the crowd in. You don't want to put like, you know, the two guys from uh, two guys from Chicago in the zero gravity match first. You want to kind of rope them in first. And having two names, well known names like Martin Gennetti and Balls Mahoney. Um, Growing up and being. When I was younger, Marty Jannetty was actually one of the, the, the first names that I gravitated to. So I was like, yeah, Marty Jannetty, you know? But, you know, things kind of went sour in that match. Yeah, the chair shots were kind of weak. The chair shots were kind of weak, but apparently he was... Apparently, Balls Mahoney was concussed. Who the yeah. fuck knows? Who the that fuck knows? And Balls Mahoney did Concussed, drugged if up, you, you never know, truth, same though, thing. then he needs to just stop, stop wrestling. Yeah. How, is, how else is he going to make money for all of his drugs? Well, apparently well, we, they're well, saying. Apparently well, now they're yeah. saying that he's uh, uh he's he went clean. Yeah, he's clean. I don't but know. But you never know. You know, years of taking chair shots and stuff like that. He could take a small chair shot and be completely concussed. I mean, look at the yeah. back in the days of ECW when he was just wailing on right. people. I mean, he's I, the fucking chair swinging freak, right? Amen, brother. So then, you know, after taking a chair shot, getting the the win somehow with a, a yeah, small package, even... uh, Mart- B- Balls Mahoney then puked right. on the outside of the ring in front of a little kid. Oh, I felt awful because he... he was it awkward for you guys, too? Absolutely. Yeah, he, when he yacked, like, I felt awful for that. There's a little girl that was sitting in the front row, and it was right in front of her, and it definitely splattered up onto her. I was just like, oh. What is, what is Slimer from Ghostbusters made of? Slime. I don't know. It's ectoplasmic goo, right? That's is what it, it looked like. That's what that's what his vomit looks like. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Slimer possessed uh, Balls Mahoney for the night. Yeah, man, you never. You, well, you I, know, I, 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 I felt bad. Say that like I always, always, for whatever reason, maybe because I don't know, I kind of find myself to look more grungier. Yeah, I, I kind of gravitate towards Balls Mahoney. 
but that was that was like disappointing to see. Yeah. I mean, that was an awkward way to start off the show. Just as a fan, it's just like, oh, yeah, man, puke, where are you yeah. Gonna... Especially because on the mic, they they were saying that they could put on a, a clinic and show the people in yeah. the back everything. Yeah, and then I, that's what I happens. One hundred percent believe that Marty Jannetty can and wants to. Oh, well, a, when we talk about the next, P- when well, we talk about the next PWS event, we'll talk yeah, about we'll talk no, about no Marty doubt, Gennetti. No doubt about it. I think Marty. I feel bad for Marty Gennetti though, because I like Brandon just said. I think, that he, I think he could hang. I think that he wanted to put on a good opener, and I feel like, like Balls Mahoney kind of just let it down. It's like Pat Buck said on Two and a Half Wrestlers that he he referenced this to the powers of pain, where. Someone might see a video of them wrestling where they're in shape, they look good, and it might be their ticket back into WWE somehow. Well, or that, back to back to getting more bu- bookings. I'll go with more in, bookings because right, exactly. there's no I don't I no, I don't mean to offend uh, Mr. Marty Jannetty when he's listening to the show, but I don't think you're going to get back in the WWE anytime soon. Yeah, especially with them doing their big youth movement that they've been doing. But, you know, if you want all the, the, the brother backstage shenanigan talk, you could definitely go check out Two and a Half Wrestlers. Big, huge PWS recap show this week. Yep, Two and a Half Wrestlers. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to give you the fan perspective. You're going to get the backstage brother talk with them, and you can get our, our fan review with here. Uh, two guys out of Chicago, uh, Brett Kakia and CJ Esparza had a nice zero gravity back. I, I like that. It you, you threw every single high flying yeah. move in the book. I, I know um, people were saying that they have matching tires. Why do why do they have matching tires? They're facing each other. I don't mind because they are a tag team. They are zero gravity. Um, the fact that they're wearing the same attire, I feel like it doesn't even play a factor in my opinion of the match. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, maybe maybe they should have had some sort of backstory. I don't well, know. Well, I, I think well, they, they've wrestled before in the past and stuff. I mean, how much backstory can you have on a debut show? All, pretty all much? it takes is a, a microphone. Nah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, after yeah. after that, we were kind of well. For me, I was kind of I, I kind of got a little bit excited by the uh, PWS Heavyweight Champion, the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan coming out, cutting a nice little promo, which was then interrupted by the leader of Reality Check and also his partner Devin Moore, Kevin Matthews. You know, saying how tonight is going to be a big night for Reality Check, and everyone's going to be talking about Reality Check after the show, which then led to the guest commissioner of the night, the Shockmaster, coming out, who looks... I am the Shockmaster. Which, thank you, which looked pretty good. <laughs> he, he looked pretty good. His he voice definitely was, looked like he slimmed down. His voice he, was really reminiscent of somebody else that def- we know. He definitely lost a lot of weight from Typhoon Days. Yeah, definitely uh, tanned up. I'm, I'm, I'm curious up, to I'm see talking. if... I'm curious to see, like, see if anybody actually asked him for an autograph to sign Typhoon or Tugboat. I mean, I, I feel like a lot I'm of sure people don't... Have been. There's enough people there that were... I, I was... I feel like a lot of people don't realize that he was part of the natural disasters. After, isn't Tanta dead? What? Yeah, John uh, John Tenta is dead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he passed away. All right, rest in peace. All right. Anyway, let's uh, then making Shockmaster coming out, making the strong style match between uh, Kevin Matthews and Eddie Kingston, grand champion of Chikara. These guys fought all the way around the rec center. They fought in the ring, all over, all up and down the bleachers, up and down the bleachers. It was great. It was got worried. Thought Kevin Matthews was going to pull something when he was coming down those. Uh, the bleachers, <laughs> maybe you never know. But solid back and forth match. Uh, then you got to maybe one of our favorite matches, maybe the most technically sound match of the night, which was Alex Reynolds, former guest of the show. Got a plug. Yours in. truly, Alex Reynolds uh, versus the PWS Tri-State Champion Tony Nice. Back and forth, 
great, awesome match. Tony Nese was able to keep his, his winning streak alive and keep the PWS Tri-State title. They, they put on such a great match. Just the tech, uh, the technicality of the match. the Just everything. How fast paced. Yeah, high flying. I think... I think I've about seen it. this match now like three or four times, and every single fucking time it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. we've we've seen it a few times, maybe four times but already. But also, too, there wasn't a lot of there could have been not a lot of people in the rec center that have been getting oh. the privilege, like us and other people that were there, to watch it to see MYWC as much as we did. But every time I, that we do I see really it, hope, you're, you're I really all caught. Hope. Shh. Every yes. time that you see it, you're like caught up in the match. You're not. It's not like oh, we saw this match already. Every, every time they're doing something different. Exactly. You're drawn I wish, right into it. I'm going to say it again. I wish Dixie Carter was there that night so she could see, you know, the abilities that Tony Nese has. And I, I guess they could have used another fluffer backstage. <laughs> I really hope that people came out of the match. <clears throat> if they didn't know who Alex Reynolds and Tony Nese were, maybe they heard TNA Superstar, whatever. I really hope they went home and YouTube, Googled, and just came out as a fan of them too. Yeah, they des- definitely deserve your fan base. And I can't wait for WRP to be on Netflix. Uh, then you had a huge four-way tag team match. A lot of interesting characters in that one. MYWC superstar, Rex Lawless, yep, was yep. in there. And the team of... Yeah, no, you had Lestat and Cannibal uh, Guerrero versus Mark Modis and Mike Mat- uh, Matix. Then you had NYWC tag team champion, Rex Lawless and Graves. And Devious and Lucifer Darkside, which we'll get. In the, we'll, we're going to talk about that match later in the show, like later in the show. Yeah, it will, that, it'll come up again. It'll come up again. You know, we have so much to talk about this week. But yeah, we make sure that was a back and forth tag team match, tag, uh, four corners match. Rex Lawless, I thought, definitely shined in the match. Being yeah. a larger guy, he kind of has a the size character of a uh, great Kali. He does have the size character well, of great Kali. <laughs> really, I, I think that the way that he's built. I think the way he's built is very similar. I think, but I think that he moves. I think that he moves a lot better. He's dude. A, they have the same haircut. That's it. That really is it. <laughs> All right, so that may do it for me. <laughs> Dave, go fuck yourself. That may do it for me. So Maybe then, they got the hair, same at, haircut. At, at this at this point in the show, now we were supposed to have Matt Hardy versus Psycho Sid. We spoke about Psycho Sid not being there, but then was replaced by a smaller. Yeah, Darker yeah. Psycho Sid, and that being Jay Lethal coming out s- doing a spot on Psycho Sid impersonation. Came out to the theme song, came, went over the top rope. Went over the top rope, was giving everybody fist bumps, you know, came out, you know, having his lower lip, you know, touching his upper lip. It was spot, you know what? I've never seen him do this before. No, nah, this is a debut of uh, Sid. And now he could, now he should start Who trying to. What else does he have? He has him, Rick he had Ric Flair, he has Macho Man. That we don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> we don't know. But now he can get start getting bookings. He should start trying to get bookings as Psycho Sid. How amazing would that be? He'll always get bookings, that guy. And all, he was against Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy surprisingly looked good. I got to give him a lot of credit. As opposed to what I said on the previous show, he has lost a lot of, ri- uh, a lot of weight. He looks like to be in great shape. Rebby Sky is definitely uh, laying the boots to him. Yeah, and this was this. I mean, this was a highlight of the show for me. Like I was I, with this match, I was like, oh, this is not gonna be fun. This is gonna be good. But it was more fun to watch this because he was doing the whole Sid thing. He cut the old Sid promos that he all screwed up. He went up the second. Lethal went up the second rope and made sure to see if his leg was okay. And then he and then he changes in the flare. Yep. And then he changes into Macho Man. Yeah, it was definitely really cool. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun to watch. I was laughing the entire time, and that's you know it's something with 
the size of this show, there's matches that you want to get roped into as like the technically sound matches with Alex Reynolds and Tony Nese. There's matches like this where you thought you were just going to be like, oh my god, nostalgia factor. No, because this was fun to watch. Both these guys can go, and I'm excited to see the next time that these guys wrestle, hopefully in PWS. I think it is in PWS, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So... Great, great, nice, nostalgic match. Then you have your suicidal six wag, which Hardy is picked up the win. Matt, the yes. yes, Matt Hardy picked up the win, which is good. He can slam tornadoes, everybody. He can drive uh-huh. the sea. So then you have a crazy, out of control six way match. Devin Moore, member of Reality Check. Brian XL, uh, Amazing Red, Air Fox, Fox Grand Kuma, and then a new guy. Samurai Del Sol, which we didn't, nobody really knew anything about, none of the three of us. I've seen, you know, the other guys wrestle for, you know, Dragon Gate, Evolve, CCW, NYWC, and Shikara. And now we have Samurai Del Sol. Yeah, they announced it a few days before the event, a week before the event. Zima Zion was was supposed to be the match, but apparently I had car trouble, couldn't make it there that night. But it was definitely made up in this match. Samurai Del Sol did not get the win. Amazing Red got the win. But I think out of that entire match, all these guys are, you know, pretty much established. Samurai Del Sol came out like. With crazy flipping moves You know The first thing he does Someone goes for a clothesline from him He does a full split Oh yeah I think that this is probably My favorite match of the night um, AR Fox I thought was amazing He did He did This little uh, trademark Back uh, Backflip off the turn but The, the, kick, the, kick, the yeah. kick flip uh, Moonsault yeah. I, I thought that looked Dead on I thought that the, the entire match Was back and forth Just fast pace Just exactly what you expect From these lightweights And also too Coming off of Matt Hardy Matt Hardy Jay Lethal match where it was a little bit more of a slower pace. This got your energy going again. This kind of like picked up and they were just like, "Yeah, awesome. Let's, you know, definitely." And it was an elimination match and uh, Amazing Red ended up picking up the big W. I said that already. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it again. And and um this this was an elimination match and Amazing Red did pick up the W. Thank you, Brandon. All right. So then we had a nice little intermission and then we come back to um the big uh, game, the ultimate match. Smith, big game, James versus the One Warrior Nation. Who, for those that don't know, One Warrior Nation, he's pretty much an Ultimate Warrior you just, ripoff. You could just hear it in the name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I can I tell you though that 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 his opponent Smith was it Smith James? Yeah, Smith yeah. James. I believe that's the guy who was at the last PWS show came out swinging a fucking chain and almost hit. <laughs> yeah, well, fan. he was wearing the chain around his neck. You didn't really. Yeah, know? okay, I didn't see that. You're the one I, with the camera. I'm surprised that well, Ultimate I Warrior I has. I'm surprised time. Ultimate Warrior hasn't sued One Warrior Nation because I noticed on his little stand he was actually autographing uh, comic books like how the Ultimate Warrior used to have those comic books. Yeah. He was actually autographing those and selling those. It's true. I mean, he had his promo picks, but then those, I think, he, he definitely has a copyright on. I mean, come on I mean, now. He's well, willing well, to sue well, Ryder. Well, maybe. You but you can't, you can't stop someone from signing something. Yeah, but you can but stop also him too, from maybe selling he, it. Maybe he got consent. From the Ultimate Warrior to do this, and maybe like multiple warriors making some proceeds out of it. Who knows? Only the warrior. Yeah, I, I, I highly warrior doubt that. But that match for me. Only that that match made everyone say, "Isn't the original Ultimate Warrior dead?" Yeah. And it's like no. Yeah, no, did he not. die like six times? He's still there. <laughs> yeah, he's still. Yes. But this he's match still to me. YouTube videos. This match to me, if he was trying to play off, if this guy was trying to play off the Ultimate Warrior gimmick. 
this match should have been like a two minute squash match. Yeah. You it, know, running, you know, to shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, try to go for the power slam, splash, one, two, three, swing the belt around, man. run out. And his belt even broke. And the belt even broke. I mean, honestly, I wasn't into this match. I know a lot of people thought it was hilarious and stuff like that. I was not into it right after coming back from a break. I was just like, this is really? Come on now. I, I, as you said, it should have been a two minute squash match. Um, I don't think Smith James should have had the upper hand at all. Yeah, you want that Ultimate Warrior build up at one point, but I feel like it could have happened a little bit sooner. Yeah. But I mean, even so, maybe it was a three minute match, four minute match. I missed half of it. We were outside talking to two and a half wrestlers. <laughs> so I want to see more of. One Warrior Nation. You would. Well, I'm curious. Mark. I'm curious to see what he can do, what Mark. he can't do, whatever. Mark. Anyway, Suit let's... the gimmick. Let's... Maybe, uh, maybe he'll wrestle next card also. Let's get on to the next match. PWS Tag Team Titles were on the line when the Lone Rangers, Pat Buck and John Silver faced the Powers of Pain. Warlord and, and, and Barbarian. Barbarian, who... Wow. Warlord is in freaking great shape. Those guys were huge. I don't even remember Warlord being in that great of shape. He looks, for his age, amazing. He could definitely get signed by... I feel like he could get signed. Well, maybe on like a Legends deal. Something like that. You, yeah. don't, want, you want to bring him because... I don't want to talk about it because you know, you're trying to build all these spots for all these guys. And why are you going to throw a Barbarian or Warlord but, in But I mean, there? I definitely think he could hang with a lot of other powerful uh, wrestlers that are current. I, I don't I mean he could hang but I don't think he should be offered another oh, contract because there's a lot of other people that should be off being offered contracts so I mean this match too it's Warlord and Barbarian just did not sell anything yeah. and those power bombs that they gave to John oh, Silver fuck. three power bombs in a row like I thought it was more because it just I, it hurt every I single cringe. time I was just like please don't drop him don't slam him hard on his neck like I just didn't want them to go overboard and try to show oh we're so powerful but they did don't actually. hurt my friend but I don't didn't want to see them friend. actually hurt no it's not a friend it's a wrestler I don't want to see a wrestler get hurt over an ego absolutely but it's just it, it made me cringe I mean it went to a DQ finish which was good because A why would you after like showing that why would you want the powers of pain back yeah I mean, Pat Buck didn't even get any opportunity in the match. Neither Wait, did. Do, you, do like, you think that was ego? Yes, I think it was them just trying to show off that that the powers of pain and their power power hence yeah. the name powerful. Yeah, but I just like it didn't. They I guess they were they were over. Don't get me wrong; they were over as all hell. Everybody yeah. was everybody was sitting there marking out for them. Hence the markingout.com. Go buy a t-shirt. <laughs> but I. I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't work for me. I mean, I, I would like to see a little bit more like back and forth action. I would like to see a little bit more, you know, going on between them. But you know, like maybe maybe get Warlord or Barbarian down to a knee. John Silver can you know run over the ropes and kick him in the head. You know, yeah. do his. You know, maybe maybe the powers of pain should have watched a John fucking Silver match beforehand because that guy can work against big men. Oh right, well, let's just start off when they started off the match with who was it? John Silver and Barbarian, I think, started off the match. I thought they did a good match, uh, good uh, opening because the opening was back and forth. John Silver did get the upper advantage at points uh, because he is he is a smaller wrestler. He's used to wrestling a lot of larger guys. Yes, Barbarian is a lot larger than usual, but I think that the opening was a good one. Yeah, and then I- in the nicest way possible, is it safe to say that John Silver is a gnat? A wrestling mat? No. Nah. Not at you all. You don't think so? Like, he's always there. You're trying to swat him, but you just can't? 
Nah. Fucking moving too fast. Fucking moving too fast. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. He, I don't think he's a gnat because we know. Because gnats are annoying. No one likes gnats. If I see a gnat in my room, yeah, this guy, yeah, it's your, his opponent, he's going to be annoying. No, That's he's going he's gonna to be throw, coming at him all sides like a spider. Exactly. We call him a spider monkey. I wouldn't a honey that. badger. A honey badger? Because no one wants to fuck with a honey badger. Let's, conti- yeah. let's continue on. Really technical style match. Jerry Lynn, the new effing show, versus Dan Moff. This match got a little iffy because apparently uh, Dan Moff was working with an injury, bad yeah. back injury. I feel like this is the match where it started to go downhill, the event. I feel like it was at this point where it was starting to feel like well, it was you know going on for was. a long time. You know, Dan Moff, got the w- Dan Moff got the win, but also, too, he had to be carried out on a stretcher. Oh, yeah. Which is what, which kind of like kind of started souring people. Yeah, because it took um, maybe 15 minutes because after the match, he rolled outside and he had to be attended to for his back. So Which, that was like 15 minutes alone. But big big news during that, Jerry Lynn gets on the microphone, makes an announcement that this is his last year wrestling. You know, at the end at the end of 2012, he's going to retire. Done. I mean, good. Get out while you know. Get get out. Exactly. Like, what you don't said. want to be a vegetable. No, you don't want to be a vegetable. You want to have it safe. Light. It's not worth it. Absolutely. For the theme and everything, not worth it. But I definitely feel like at this point, this is where the mat- matches after this were kind of dragging a little bit. Well, then talk, you want to talk about dragging the next match between? Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to be Sheik versus Necrobutcher. Then it was supposed to be Sheik versus Balls Mahoney, and then ended up being Sheik versus Masato with Ox Baker. Was with Ox Baker, and the Sheik was supposed to come out to the ring with Abdul the Butcher, who didn't come out to the ring with him. Just decided to sit behind his gimmick table the entire time, even during the match. It wasn't even behind a table, really. He was just well, yeah. It was I but love, he was just I love that review on Pro Wrestling Syndicate's website of the match. He just where, sat there the where, entire time. I was about to say Paul Abdul. <laughs> where yes. Abdul the Butcher is sitting from the from the wayside being Jedi mind tricked or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it went on too long. There was a lot, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of cool spots, but it was a match that shouldn't have gone on the way it did. And the fact that also, too, they go, they're they're, uh, they're fighting on the outside, Abdul the Butcher is sitting there, oh, hey guys, I'm Abdul the Butcher. Want an autograph? Come, come buy my autograph. How about Eat my barbecue place in Georgia. I don't know. I don't if you, think if you that... Go, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna hit this table with your head, you better charge, I'm gonna charge you $20. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be I so, definitely... That'd be so funny if you charge. He goes... You guys are wrestling right now, but you just hit my put your heads on my table. That's twenty apiece. <laughs> oh, no, this match, this match like was that. definitely a killer. The only thing that I remember <laughs> from this match was spike? a spike was the fireball at the end, and then also the guys next to us that I think. I uh, were like CZW yeah, related. They may have been CZW related. That were. Like me- talking about like how the table didn't break and yeah, mentioned a Japanese it, table. a Japanese wrestling table. Yeah, well that's what they, that's what it's called in the wrestling. Like it's called the Japanese table. The table Ooh, they Mr. make Insider. reference. Well, they make reference to it on Bachamania all the time. When you hit a table, when you try to go through a table and the table doesn't break, it's called referred to as a Japanese table. There you go. There's your uh, Dave the Rave lesson of the day. Da-da-da! <laughs> Dave the Rave lesson. Um, after that match, that long match. You know what? Okay. This is something I want to make mention to because this week, you know, at the at the show, I actually bought a CZW DVD. Mm-hmm. A because it was from Sammy Callahan. He said I get a free poster with an autograph on it afterwards. Mark. Um, <laughs> also, too, like I, I, you know, I've never really watched CZW before, and I watched their last event at the ECW Arena, which was great. Sammy Callahan versus Rich Swan. You had Air Fox versus uh, Uha Nation on there. Really solid. But then I started the the death match on there with DJ Hyde 
and John Zandig, which is fucking like I can't watch panes of glass at each corner. You know, they had they had plastic bats that had thumbtacks glued onto them. I don't think that's wrestling. It was it was a death match, yeah. and there's an art. There's like there's people that can do death matches, and there's people that can't watch death matches. Like I watched it first time, and I was sitting here. I think it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, "How the fuck are they doing this? How why are they doing this to themselves?" But I mean, to each their own. Like, don't get me wrong. One of my favorite matches of all time is Edge versus McFarley at WrestleMania 22. But there was an art to that. They really painted a picture. This was just, oh, I'm going to hit you with a bat. Oh, I'm yeah. going to throw you into panes of glass. I'm going to rip your forehead open with a broken piece it's of very, broken glass. I don't know, to me, it's the same thing as backyard wrestling. I don't think it's... Don't bad mouth backyard I, wrestling. I don't think that it's... I don't... I cannot say that uh, hardcore death matches show. is a real wrestling match. I don't consider it wrestling. Okay. I, right. I kind of agree with David. I think that anybody could go in there and do it, and I think it's I, it's brutal. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. All right. So after that match, we have the women's match, uh, three-way dance between Brittany Savage, uh, Rebby Sky, Rebby Sky, Spira and Spira Andover. Your special guest announcer is Angelina Love. Your special guest referee was Shelly Martinez. And you had a special guest appearance by the one and only The Godfather. Came out, did his little spiel, you know, did his catchphrases, everything like that. I was that. debating whether or not to do his whole little speech on here. I have it all written out. <laughs> if, if you want to see his entire speech, go to markinout. Go to youtube.com slash markinout1. You can see the video in its entirety there, shot by Brandon. Uh, check that out. You know, YouTube also. Yes. Videos on YouTube. Um, the match itself... A little lacking. I hate to say it. This I'm gonna be honest. This match was not too good. I mean, yes, you know, Britney Savage, Rebby Sky could work. Spire Andover, she, apparently she's new. Okay, Britney we'll Sa- Rebby Rebby Sky's pretty new too. Yeah, but she did better than Spire Andover. Yeah. I mean, I actually came out of this match feeling bad for Britney because we all know Britney could do a lot better and put yeah. on a better match. In this match, there was just a few spots that just you're like. What is going on? What think, is going I, on? I think it's all about the way... I mean, everyone, I guess, wanted it to be showcased in a way, right? No. I, you don't think everyone wanted it to be showcased? Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, I'm Spyro Andover. I'm new to whatever. I'm going to want to... I don't know. I want to come out of here being known. I don't know if it was showcased or whatnot. But I think I think the next car definitely puts them in a better position. Absolutely. We'll talk about that, Andy, at the end of this one. All I have to say is Charlie Martinez's tits are oh huge. Oh, my God. I just wanted to motorboat them. Enormous. I wanted to be like... <laughs> right Not in between those. Not with a no, di- no disrespect. Even, even though, even though Brandon gets like a picture of like Shelly, Shelly Martinez's cheeks. Nope. Like it, I couldn't help that one. No, yeah, no, no, no disrespect, Shelly Martinez. But I would love to motorboat you. And the best, the best is our buddy Dan. Like second, like she walked by us, like as like by the pre-shows going on, his mouth kind of just dropped, and I saw when he got a broner. Right yeah, away. <laughs> he got a broner. Broner. Six to twelve in a matter of seconds. Anyway, let's oh, talk yes. the main event: the PWS Heavyweight Title on the line. The Death Machine, Sammy Callahan, versus Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Now, even before we get into this match, this is kind of right now. We're already hitting past midnight. This is this may, match maybe went on twelve oh five. Yeah, may, maybe even a little bit later. So a lot of the audience left. Maybe half of what they started out with left. I know, but and that sucks too because. As like some people don't know, like we know, how good Sammy Callahan and Cole Cabana are. 
Oh yeah, but like I a mean, lot of people like after Cole Cabana came, after Cole Cabana and Sammy Callahan came out, I saw an exodus of people like yeah. leaving, but and they, I got pissed off. You got to figure a lot of people also have little children that they can't stay out too late. They got school the next day or whatnot. What day it was, was Friday. it? It was Friday. It was a Friday night. Okay, but still, I mean, there's still there's still young a young audience at times. They got to leave. I mean, I've seen the same thing in WWE events where the younger yeah. audience will have to leave early and everything. No, it was the little, the little kids are sitting there cradled in their parents' arms because they fall. Yeah, asleep. they get tired and everything. So it's understandable, but I mean, and then but the adults that left, that's just no excuse right there. That's just. Come on. The goddamn say Sammy Callahan and Cole Cabana. It's been the way gr- that I look at it is it's like it, 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 these are the things yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to see. Like I've never been to a wrestling event go from one day to the next. Yes, the event was long as hell, but you never seen it go past. Yeah, you have. You, we've been to Ring of Honor events where it's been. No, Brandon never Brandon. Oh. That was that event. That was the Tyler Black Austin Aries. That was the, the hour long match during the that that blizzard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, these are these are things that I want to see because, like, if you think about it, how cool is it that you can actually say that you've been to a wrestling event with a, a stacked fucking card? I don't. It's I more don't, than two days. I don't I mean, think it was at two all. days long. I don't agree with you. I think that it was it tired out the fans. It and did. I was honestly, tired it did tire out the fans, and especially I for disagree. like a match like this, people are so drained. You saw exactly. four. You saw fucking four hours of wrestling, and I wanted. To, I got excited for this match. Trust me. Like I've been excited for this match for a long time. Like I got to see Cole Cabana and Ultra Vance's Black a couple weeks ago, two of my favorite wrestlers. Then I get to see Cole Cabana again with Sammy Callahan, another one of so my. So let's favorite get wrestlers. more to the match. Let's get into more of the match. Great match, back and forth. Cole Cabana didn't play that comedic style that we saw him last month in Chikara. You know, played a little bit more of a, yeah. a, a serious... He started sh- a little bit at first. He did a little... He tried. A little bit of comedy. He tried, but Sammy Callahan just kind of shut yeah, him down on Yeah, he was just like, that. yeah, this is not going to happen. And Sammy Callahan gets the win, but there was a bigger story behind this because Reality Check comes out, interferes, starts taking everybody out. Yeah, Devin G- Morris, uh, Kevin Matthews, and then a masked wrestler that was wearing um, Michael Myers' mask. And then also, but Jay Lethal comes out to make the save, which then at the end of the night, you know, Reality Check was going to be known at the end of the night Jay Lethal making a huge uh, heel turn becoming a heel attacking Sammy Callahan attacking Cole Cabana and then the masked wrestler coming out is Amazing Red two guys that you've really never seen ever be heels are now heels I thought it was awesome I love heel turns that are just shocking surprising and especially for a federation, uh, promotion like this, I think that is a really good start to have a dominant stable. And Reality Check, right now, is that dominant stable. Yeah, you have I mean, you have guys that come, you know, you have Kevin Matthews, your, your leader, who's a big fucking dude. Yeah. Awesome on the mic. Awesome on the mic. And then you have the three, then you have three guys that can, that can go. And Devin Moore, Amazing Red, and Jay Lethal. That's not to who, say Kevin Matthews can't go. Oh, no, though. Kevin Matthews can definitely go. But the question is, who else is going to join them? You never know. I mean, know. they got three lightweights, pretty much. And they got one heavy, uh, one powerhouse. Who else is, are they going to add? Are they going to add another powerhouse to give kind of uh, Kevin Matthews that similar tag team style? Maybe I'll join them. Yeah, yeah there you <laughs> go. There's the heavyweight for you. But, you know, P- uh, PWS will be back in action May 4th at the Rodway Rec Center for Refuse to Lose 2012. And that card has been announced. And that card is, I think, 
I'm more excited for that card than I am for the super card. You're just excited for that card just for one more reason. You get to see Cole, <laughs> Cole Cabana versus Matt Hardy is going to be yeah, great. Okay. Sammy Callahan defending the PWS title against Jay Lethal, which is going to be good. Then you have your Nostalgia Factor again. You have Demolition. It's going to be facing Bruce the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Greg Valentine. the Hammer Valentine, which was awesome. Which it, it's just, Funny story about Brutus the Barber Beefcake I used to work at a restaurant It was called Famous Dave's um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake Actually came in To the restaurant He called the head And goes Hey I'm kind of famous Can we have a table Like a table in the back My manager seriously said to him Well we're all famous here uh, that's funny. <laughs> I thought it was just It was just ridiculous But it was Stacked card Well he may be more famous Once this uh, Hogan video Gets leaked <laughs> Young Bucks <laughs> <laughs> Young Bucks versus Kevin Matthews and Devin Moore reality check on the scene. Amazing Red versus Dan Moff, which I'm interested about. Or you can go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com for all the juicy details. You can get your tickets there. Tickets are going fast for this one. Want to know why? Brett the Hitman Hart is the special guest commissioner of the night. How and that's can you why pass this up? You, Do you see Bret Hart on an indie? Come on. You, you can't pass this up. Solid card, and we're really excited to look forward to it. Legend of Wrestling. So we got to see a lot of guys, you know, from the past nostalgia era WWE. Let's talk about WWE now. Get to As the I, current. Uh, get to the current. Um, I did. We, I said it last week. You know, the lines are really blurred between Raw and SmackDown right now, just because we have that big. You know, we're two weeks away from WrestleMania, so things are going to start getting interesting in the next two weeks. Let's we'll start off with SmackDown. John Laurinaitis is the G- guest GM of the night, and he starts the ma- he starts the uh, event off with a steel cage match for the United States title. Santino and Jack Swagger. We mentioned Santino won the United States title last week. Do you think this was, this was a good way to start off? Uh, I like it. If you want to add some pop to uh, an event, yeah. I mean, how what better way to get started than yes, you have high flyer matches to get you started and stuff like that, but a steel cage match. Yeah. Gets the crowd right into it. Get gets started right away. And Santino gets the win with the help of Vicky Guerrero slamming the steel cage drawer and Jack Swagger. Um, you know, besides from the whole Teddy Long, because that, that's pretty much what this entire event, oh, yeah, entire SmackDown focused around was this Ace, Johnny, Ace, Johnny Ace, Teddy Long feud. Uh, Drew McIntyre is on SmackDown, even though he was fired last week. Apparently he's back hired. He got rehired by John Laurinaitis, was supposed to face the Great Khali in a pro- like, pretty much like a proving match. Yeah. Instead, faced Hornswoggle. Tough match right there. Yeah, right? Hard one. Hey, do not knock Hornswoggle. Oh, no. I'm going to knock Hornswoggle. Over, as Drew McIntyre did. Um, you also had Sheamus and Daniel Bryan promo, kind of away from the Ace Long promo, yeah. Ace Long uh, program they had working that night. Um, so Daniel Bryan kind of uh, put ver- AJ verbally, verbally abused yeah. AJ, telling her to shut up. Um, were you okay with this? I'm okay with it. Why? Some you, women like to be treated like that. Yeah, maybe looks at look at Rihanna. I mean, come on now. Yeah, right. Oh, messed up. <laughs> yeah, that is that. No, but Daniel Bryan doesn't beat her. No, For all we know. But this adds into the. I'm trying to think of the word. The personality of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like it. I don't see a problem with it. If anything, it makes him even more of a heel. Absolutely. When when norm, the normal person, if they see somebody uh, verbally abusing a woman, they're going to be like, whoa, hey now, buddy. Because now you have that female ar- ta- target audience going against Daniel Bryan. Exactly. So you're kind of getting everybody just against him. And he's turning out to be a great heel, I think. One big thing we got to talk about before we talk about the ace long uh, match itself was our boom, as they're being called now, Kofi Kingston and R-Truth, get a win over the tag team champions. 
But it does, you know, when we start, when we speak about Rob, we're going to talk about maybe why that's not going to happen at WrestleMania when it should. Yeah, but it's not. Um, but well, I've mentioned in the past, I don't think that they should be defeating the tag team champions. I'm starting to get okay with that idea, but I do think the tag team champions do have to get a win over them in just uh, normal tag team style matches. Now let's get to the the meat and potatoes of SmackDown. Johnny Ace versus Teddy Long. If Teddy Long loses, it's going to be Kane versus Oksana in a match. You know, really, the the heelish characteristics are really coming out of uh, good old Johnny Ace over there. I like it. I like it, but with the help of Randy Orton... Uh, Teddy Long gets the win. So, Oksana does not have to face Kane that night. Damn. I know. Shucks, right? You also had a um, a big uh, six-man tag match, you know, combining everybody that's kind of involved w- or not involved with WrestleMania because The Miz was in there. The Miz has just it been on a losing streak as of late. Oh, a disgusting lo- losing streak. Yeah, it, it just... It's, apparently, it's from the buy rates of Survivor Series, but... Well, we don't rumor, personally exactly. not. I don't buy into that. Exactly. I don't buy into it either, I think but. there's something huge planned for The Miz. You never At know. You could know, because then also, too, he was kind of squashed on Monday Night Raw yeah. against CM Punk. You got even weeks. when Even when he was... Even in, in the, when they were in Cleveland, Ohio, and you got the, had the guy from Sight come out and be the special guest announcer. Yeah. Which and was, he had his shot to be on Team Johnny. He did. Oh, that that's right. That was that match. I'm thinking he's going to... Scoop up a win or something for Team Tilo, or something screwed. What do you think? Tilo. Make it, make him a, a face. <laughs> but what does it say about the Miz? I mean, last year he was main eventing, and now he's kind of lost in storylines. He's just kind of lost in general. I, I feel I like just, it's just under you. Uh, uh, they're underusing him by so much right now. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. Well, look at Sheamus. She well, Sheamus went down that same road after he won the after he lost the WWE title, but then right. they put the United States on title on him. Yeah, and, then and he, he never it. really jobbed for this long. Or yeah, he was never involved in a squash match. As I mentioned last week with Drew McIntyre, you put you put Miz on this losing streak, have him keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. He's eventually going to get over, and people are going to be like, I don't want to see him lose anymore. Why doesn't he win? Same with MVP. Same thing they should do with Drew McIntyre. Then when you get that big W, bam, bam, there you go, over. Who who has that? recently have Sheamus when Sheamus came back you know Mark Henry was just beating the shit out of everybody and like there's no one that could challenge me and then Sheamus came out and then boom what was he a face absolutely yeah. and before that he was facing Heath uh, Heath Ledger um, Heath Slater on freaking Smackdown and just going back and forth where like uh, The Miz he was lost in storylines lost in storylines so we mentioned you know Miz being on Monday Night Raw facing CM Punk let's talk about CM Punk for a second because this Jericho CM Punk feud just kind of got a little bit more interesting a little bit real uh, yeah, really bit real. When Chris Jericho announced that the reason why CM Punk is straight edge is because his dad was an alcoholic, and eventually one day CM Punk will become an alcoholic. CM drunk. This got really real. This really yeah. was a, a smack in the face. I don't want to say it was a smack in the face. A but lot it, of people didn't like it. A lot of people hated on it. I like it. Because it, it adds some depth and exactly. some real life real life story to a storyline which is best in the world versus best in the world. I like it whenever they blur the the lines of reality and what's written. Because that's what that's what wrestling is. Of course. It's sports entertainment or whatever. You want it, you don't want it to be like, okay, I know this is gonna happen. You want to kind of get blurred. You want it to you want it to like be like fantasized. You want to be like, oh my god, this is happening and this happening. It's a male soap opera. And it's not like and everybody's getting like, oh he shouldn't have done that. Alright, give me a break. You don't think he ran that by CM Punk before 
before. He I mean, said but, it. I mean, look and, at all the stuff that happened in the uh, Attitude Era. Uh, but look at Shawn Michaels in uh, uh, HBK. Uh, Shawn Michaels is HBK. Let's go with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Oh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart going with the blurring the lines of reality. Even Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler. You always have uh, these. Andy Kaufman, Jerry Lawler. You always have the blurring of the line. I think this this makes it the storyline even better. And this makes it more of a match that I'm more looking forward to. I read something on the dirt sheets this week saying that CM Punk Chris Jericho is going to open the show. Your thoughts? Regardless, I mean. If, if that fan. happens, it's still it's going to be an awesome match. Yeah, it's going to be. I, I feel awesome like everyone's match. going to be pissed, but like if you look at it, that's a fucking awesome opener. It's an awesome opener. I don't think it should be opening. I don't think it should be opening either. You put you could put. For me, I think the the Teddy Long. Um, yeah, that Johnny Ace match should go first, yeah. and we saw that. We, or throw in a United States Championship match first, or put the Intercontinental Title match first. Yes, so, you know something, something to that caliber. You don't want to put one of your like top four matches in there. Yeah. Speaking about Teddy Long and Johnny Ace on Monday Night Raw, a mixed tag match that was supposed to be Santino and Oksana versus David Otunga, and some sort of partner got changed to a handicap match with David Otunga and Mark Henry facing off of Santino, R Truth, and Kofi Kingston trying to get the save and. Failing. Failing miserably. Otunga and Mark Henry getting taken out. David Otunga is really coming into his own. As as in the past, he was uh, deemed a boring tag team with uh, Mr. Perfect's son, Michael McDonough. That was a boring tag team, though. But he's going from that to now he's actually involved. Now he has something. And now he's getting his own promos for his law office. Yeah. Which I which I thought yeah, I thought on. that was hysterical. That was pretty. That good. was pretty good. It also, too reminds oh, reminds me of the IRS promos back in the day where you, with the tax returns and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word of advice though, David Tonga, cut down on the baby oil. Man, he yeah, came dude. out and he was just glistening. Just Christ, take yeah. some tips from Randy Orton. I mean, he goes through four or five bottles of baby oil a week. Yeah. Um, Brothers Clay finally back on TV, which was good. Facing Ginger a uh, Gin, Ginger Mahal. And <laughs> another squash match. And what's I, I'm very happy to see him back. He had his little absence. Their absence. They were saying, "I don't think he's ready." Blah blah blah. He's dangerous. So they were saying. Well, he, it looked like he was a little bit more safe in the ring with moves that he was doing. I thought he was safe before. I thought that yeah, he took I, care he was, of the rest. I, th- I think he was. I think he was holding himself a little bit back more. I don't know. I, I thought and, that even in the past, when I mean, he was taking care of the wrestlers from the splashes to everything he was doing. Absolutely. And hey, he, he got us on WWE.com again. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> um, big, big promo stare down between HBK and The Undertaker. This is the first time they stared down uh, since uh, HBK retired, right after WrestleMania 26. Undertaker pretty much putting HBK in his place saying, I don't care if you're the referee or not, I just want this win to be pure. Win or lose, it, the decision better be pure. So he doesn't want any sort of bias to either guy. But I feel like now that last week with HBK's promo with uh, with Triple H, him kind of egging him on, yeah. and now Undertaker egging him on, I feel like now HBK is in the position to be a very even referee. I mean, you at one point during the promo, at the, maybe at the end, there was a point where HBK kind of had a movement where you were like, is he going to hit him with the speech and music? Yeah, but I don't think I, he did. I never saw that part. I, I saw one part where it kind of looked like it could happen. Make you question it. Make, it did make you question it. So, I, we'll see next week 
on Monday Night Raw where these these guys will go. We still have two more weeks. We still have two more Monday Night Raws before WrestleMania, and we still have a SmackDown before. I believe we're 16 days as of Friday. At this time, in two weeks, me and Dave will be flying into Atlanta. On our way to WrestleMania Because we got to shove it down your throat So we're going to WrestleMania But we also did. too we're, we're shoving it down your throat So you guys know That we're going to give you The best in detailed analysis Of being a fan Down at WrestleMania weekend Damn Maybe maybe, we're, right. maybe we'll even record some stuff Maybe we will record some stuff And put some videos on uh, MarkingOut.com Real fast Buy a fucking t-shirt Yeah Real fast Talking about WrestleMania and everything They just announced that Divas match That's right Be- it- uh, Beth Phoenix and Eve Versus Maria Menounos And Kelly Kelly On Extra Tonight The other night so I, get, you, so I guess we're not going to see Beth Phoenix versus Karma. I mean, I think that's pretty dumb. You still have two yeah, weeks until WrestleMania. Yeah, but you can't say that. You still have it's, two weeks. You, you don't know who's who's calling the shots there. Yes, but you still have two weeks till WrestleMania. Uh, till WrestleMania. There's That's still enough time to set up something. Apparently, that's just your dream, though. Apparently, I Vince McMahon yeah. last week with Karma and oh, her, STF her unfortunate. What was that, Chris? Apparently, Vince McMahon has the final decision on everything, which is why they're probably doing this. He wants a little bit more celebrity power because you have solid wrestling matches so far. So now you need some celebrity power. Apparently, it said that Shaq isn't going to be there now. So you have Maria Menounos. They announced this week too that A. Rod and Tori Wilson are going to be in attendance at WrestleMania. That's because A. Rod A is going to be in Miami facing the Marlins during the day at the New Marlins for an ex- Marlins Stadium for an exhibition. So might as well, hey, hit, the, hit up the Miami nightlife with Tori Wilson. And we know from the past, Vince McMahon has a sweet spot for celebrities. Absolutely, and especially it's the biggest show of the year. You want as many celebrities as you possibly can. And this isn't the first time we saw Maria Menounos. She's actually been on the card before, and she's done well. And I loved it this week that like the Divas invaded Extra, too, yeah. which was good. That kind of played to the storyline. So we'll see that on Monday Night Raw. We may see even that on SmackDown this week. I'm but just the- glad Alicia Fox isn't in the match. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. But the one thing... That we were all waiting for for Monday Night Raw was the big battle. We were in the sh- we were in the the essence of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So it was the John Cena rap versus the Rock concert. If you want a nice little detailed article on this, go to RingRubRebellion.com. The guys there posted and and girl posted a nice little article about their opinion. But now we're gonna give you our opinion on it. The I'm gonna start off with the John Cena rap. Thug Life. Thug Life. It was great that he came out old school style. I love that he was wearing the old school Cavs jersey. Good thing it wasn't LeBron because I think he got booed. Basic Thugonomics. That's a win right away. Yeah. Um, but I thought the rap itself was awesome. I thought it was very good. It was straight to the point. It wasn't really elongated. He got flow. He did. He had he had great flow. And every every after every line, everyone's like, oh. And every after everyone, I was like, fan roasted. Yeah, it was like eight I mile. Just, I just wish B squared was there. Yeah, right. Imagine. Well, or Kurt Hawkins, like, tweet, Kurt Kurt Hawkins tweeted out to um, tweeted out to me like, if you need a B squared, I'll be your B squared. But yeah. that <laughs> but that didn't happen. So, what do you what are you guys thoughts on the Cena rap? I thought the Cena rap was a lot better than the Raw concert. I thought that the Cena rap really put him in the position of uh, being ahead of the Rock in the this uh, verbal warfare. Brandon, I think it put. I think it made every single point that it should have. And he didn't stoop to levels. He didn't. So now let's get on to the Rock concert itself. We've seen he's been in the past, you know, making fun of Fruity Pebbles, making Kung Kung Pao Chicken. It was really long. And after a while, I was just, I was not a fan of it. It dragged on for a long time. How many fucking verses were there? I dropped dropped my microphone. Seven verses, perhaps? 
Yeah, but I dropped my bar onto iTunes. Too many, too I, many. Why would anyone buy that? A dollar twenty-nine on iTunes. Yeah, I there know are marks out buy. there that will buy that. But it was only five minutes. Well, I don't understand. That's was it? I don't. It was, was it no, it was longer. It but you know, longer. they probably they probably cut it out all like yeah, the filler and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they probably cut out the little pausing and stuff like that. There was one part where when he started doing the re, we will uh, rock you. Oh yeah, we started. Flub- we where, yeah, he started flubbing his lines a little bit. Yeah, after like, going into that is a difficult song to sing though. Yeah, but if you can't sing it, don't do it. After Maybe going into the rock concert, he then went into his rendition as as Dave just mentioned of Queen, "We Will Rock You." Um, which made up his own lyrics that he had to read right off the Titantron, and then we will rock you. Cena sucks. It's better than I think his they wrist. They wanted everyone to sing though. It's better than his wrist. Like when they did that "Wind Beneath My Ring" or whatever it was. Yeah, but that was legit. Lot. That was a lot better than this shit. Yeah, it yeah. was. So who had, who had the advantage? Cena. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean John Cena <laughs> Okay Because a lot of people Are saying Oh The Rock went up to him The Rock went up to him Apparently the Absolutely WWE not. Apparently the WWE Universe said that Cena uh, That Cena went over The Rock Who will you be cheering, cheering for After everything We still have two weeks As of right now Who will you be cheering for Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, fuck um, you. <laughs> I'm going to be cheering for John Cena. Absolutely. Okay. As, I, as I've said it last week on the show, The Rock hasn't reinvented himself. Okay. Cena, as I said, Cena may may just maybe design wise has reinvented himself. It's, it's different saying like saying that yes, I'm going to be cheering for John Cena. It's very out of the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, how often? I mean, I'm kind of I'm the same way. I'm going to be cheering for John Cena. I don't think I've ever really said that or my name is Dave the Rave and I am cheering for John Cena. <laughs> like alcohol not yeah. Cena Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> so it's we still got two weeks till WrestleMania. It's still gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild down there just in general. It's Miami, baby. It's Miami. You know, the week before the Wrestle WrestleMania weekend, we're gonna have a special just WrestleMania show. With everything that's going on down there, talk about wet willies, everything. We're gonna talk. Yeah, we're not gonna talk the about babe skis, the hoskies. Yeah, Dave's gonna be like, I'm Dave the Rave. It all, the illegal immigrants that came over on tubes to Miami crave. You want your green card? Marry me. All right, get on your knees. Funny <laughs> <laughs> Jack Swagger. <laughs> get on your knees. Now let's get into our musical interlude this week. This is actually submitted by uh, a mark of ours. Uh, this guy is named is Linus. The name of the song is called Robots on the Radio. You can find it on the Space Walker EP. And if you want to find that full album plus other albums of his, you can go to comeuppance.com. So when we get back, we're going to talk about TNA. Linus. Yes. I'm marking That's me. <laughs> I'm not doing this for popularity I'm just doing this for some diversity I want a different kind of sound on every song This way you can't knock my album I wanna say, I never think I'd make it this far I started off rapping funny songs in my friend's car We would drive it to another friend's house Where we played the beat and I wrapped it in the backseat I remember three guys on the couch It was the first freestyle that came out my mouth Ha, yeah, came out my mouth I didn't mean it like that, man, jump around I wanna be so weird that you would notice me Out of all these kids trying to be me They're trying to sound Drake, they're trying to sound Wayne Trying to sound black or 
right, whatever I'm late. I hope you've liked what you've heard so far. This is how I feel, and I gotta be the champion. This ain't a punchline, this ain't stand up. But I bet if I did, I would be the best one. I gotta be proud of what I'm doing. After all, man, it beats being livid. If you wanna hear what I mean, then let's sounds like hook up your stereo and your radio. I hear robots on the radio. I need to turn my stereo on to something I know, and I am overdue for overload. I need some self control so that I can be alone. He's trying to make jokes, trying to rap fly But I don't give a fuck what these people say Isn't that what the real rappers say? I guess because I'm a little bit different That I'm supposed to care about appearances I give you that, I guess I haven't done anything To clear my starry eyes and make music Headline, you're trapped in mediocre I've got so much time, not the loss over I should work while I work, sweat when I'm rapping Let go of what I can't, intergalactic See, I can be a little bit creative too Use a pop culture just to woo you Use a simile and metaphor, work it out Take me back into a day and let me think about All the things that have helped me get to where I am Rapping with my friends, talking about Japan Maybe all the stuff in my folder isn't good 30 plus songs, not one's hood I was rapping about space and imagination No fame card here yet, contemplation Sending lyrics to my friend Joe, confirmation Lyric overload I hear robots on the radio I need to turn my stereo onto something I know And I am overdue for overload I need some self-control so that I can be alone back on marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans thank you linus for uh, contributing that song to the podcast getting it out to all the marks remember if you have a song if you're in a band if you're a friend that has a band if you guys like wrestling or you just want to get your name uh heard out here uh submit it to us marking out one at gmail.com or you can get us on facebook.com slash marking out twitter.com slash marking out marking out.com buy a t-shirt um we will promote you yeah we'll give we you will. the exposure yeah absolutely it's a, it's the mark for mark movement as Could you imagine everyone who buys a t-shirt, we give them a shout-out? No. I can't imagine. <laughs> you can give them a shout-out. Not me. Not even oh, me. Oh, I, I don't even have my own section to shout-out, people. Christ. <laughs> Let's talk about Impact Wrestling. We got yes. Victory Road this Sunday live on pay-per-view. Before that, we had an, the go-home show on Impact. Uh, first of all, we got to applaud... Uh, the greatest man that ever lived, Austin Aries. Got to give him a round of applause for uh, now being the most, the longest-running X Division champion of all all time. time, beating out Christopher Daniels and celebrating himself in the ring with a nice little video package, a little champagne. It was, was pretty funny, him dancing, <laughs> watching was, the video package. It, it was great, but then it was interrupted by Zima Ion, who is facing Austin Aries this Sunday on pay-per-view. Should be a great match. It should be a high-flying match, but the thing that kind of like irked me uh-huh. about this was Zima Ion pro- saying that he's like oh I'm gonna he's like be careful cause I may hurt you the same way I hurt Jesse Sorenstein I don't alright I know you don't like it you've obviously just said yes I like it 
But I don't like it. I don't like it because it wasn't like a... Um, it wasn't planned. Yes, it wasn't like an injury that, oh, I pile-drived you and... But, but I, I mean, look at, look at what happened. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Owen Hart. That's they a, did the same thing. That's what I just said? Yeah. Thank no, you well, for well, listening well, to me, Brandon. Yeah, well, the pile-driver was... I mean, the pile-driver was... Stone Cold wasn't supposed to was supposed to win that match, but he wasn't supposed to have to like have a broken neck. Yeah, but it's not it was like supposed a, to be just be a pile driver. But it's not like it's a, in an actual maneuver. This was a legit botch. This, this was this wasn't was, a maneuver. This wasn't a botch. This was just a freak accident. Yeah, but this wasn't this a was. this wasn't a maneuver. I'm, tr- I'm just getting at. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we'll. It'll be a high flying match. Uh, Zima Ion definitely. Throwing champagne in Austin Aries' face, then attacked by Austin Aries, and champ- instead of getting a glass, he got the whole bottle spurted in his face. Was- he had the worst catchphrase I've ever heard. Yeah, he's what was it? He's effing pretty, but he's pretty effing good. That was the dumbest thing, whatever it was. I like so the I like the, like I like Katy Perry song. I like the other one, me myself or Zion. Yeah, or Ion. I thought that that was a lot better. But um, yeah, you saw a lot of things. You saw Crimson's win streak continue. Yeah, Crimson beating Samoa Joe since yeah. they are facing uh, Samoa Joe and Magnus for the uh, tag team titles. Exactly. Well, let's get on to Joseph Parks. Yes. we mentioned Joseph Parks last week. Uh, he was on again this week trying to talk to Gunner to see where Abyss was. He doesn't know where he is either. I mean, where I like Abyss. Where is Abyss? Maybe Joseph Parks is Abyss. I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting topic. Joseph Parks is on Twitter also at Joseph Joseph Parks underscore Esquire. Uh, trying to find the whereabouts of Abyss, and it's just it's an interesting topic. Really taking it to like a real life scenario, but I know some people may have strong opinions on yes, this. Yes, Brandon, what are your opinions about this, and why don't you like it? No, I like the gimmick on television. I don't like the fact that they brought it to Twitter. But you also, like what? I don't think I don't think back in the '90s, if there was a such thing as Twitter. I don't think Mankind, Dude Loving, Cactus Jack would have a Twitter. But that's not who they are, though. What do you mean? They're not Mankind, Cactus Jack. It's Mick Foley. It's one person. It's Mick Foley. It's, I right. mean, who's to say that Abyss is Joseph Parks? Me. But we don't know that yet. No, we do know that. We, when you, yes, we know. Yeah, they said it on, so they, they said that, it on, they said it on Impact Wrestling this week. No, okay, that's Abyss. I, okay, then you can say that, but yes, we know they're that. trying to play off the angle that... It's not a beast. It's his brother Joseph. Exactly. Parks. We don't. So they have like to. So they have to. They have to create this facade. Stop over talking, everybody. So they have to create this facade, and by doing so, they need to. They establish it with Twitter. Social media is like you know, as we've said, is very important in this day and age. Look at but what there happened are to us. That are really look at look at what happened with oh us. My God. Look at what happened with Zack Ryder. We didn't mention it before. The guy. Trends himself all the time, and that's such an important <laughs> vessel. Justin Bieber fans. That's right. such an important vessel in like, with professional wrestling today. It's a way to get yourself over. <laughs> and using this Joseph Parks angle, making himself a Twitter angle, is getting him over, making it more believable that he's actually looking for his brother. But we don't know. Yes, okay, it is Abyss. We know that it's Chris Parks, but we do not know wrestling world. We do not know yeah. it's Chris Parks. As the smart marks, we know. I think it's Chris Park. As I don't give a shit, Brandon. Set. But we don't know that in the storyline. I don't care. I honestly don't care. That's bullshit. You're mixing reality with wrestling, though. You're mixing reality with wrestling, brother. No, I don't agree with them taking that to Twitter. There's people out there that are fucking lost, and people are looking on Twitter. And there are people that are alcoholics. There are people that are drug addicts that are based on wrestling uh, gimmicks. 
yeah, but that wrestling gimmicks are based on. Twitter and say like, oh, look at this. Here's somebody. They don't do that. You know why? Because Brandon's upset because there's a there's a Joseph Parks out there, the Esquire, that can't get his own Twitter handle because wrestling has taken it, and Brandon can't get B to the G as his Twitter handle because <laughs> somebody probably only has it. That's where all this stems from. Definitely. No, I don't even care about that. It, it, it's not... But you're mixing like, reality with wrestling. It's just fake. I don't like that You're part. mixing reality fake. with you're wrestling. You're absolutely right. That's it is what fake. It is, it's but it, fake. But it's, it's extending a storyline. It's fake. Because then they can plug it on the show. You know, he's like, Joseph Parks has taken to Twitter to see if anybody has any sort of follow him on here. Exactly. I don't agree with that at all. Okay, I really great. Don't. I think that it's a great angle. I think that if whether it isn't Abyss or if it is Abyss, I think that if it is Abyss, I am very intrigued. I think that having a split personality, I think it really changes him. It gives him, yes, Abyss in the past has been that sick motherfucker. Right now, I'm fine, giving him, I'm fine with him being giving him a split personality adds that little uh, twitch to his uh, mentality that you don't really know where he's coming from. You don't know who you're talking to. You don't know where he is. And also, too, reinventing your character. You know, Abyss was the crazy monster. Then he went to being the Hulkamaniac, being like the next, you know, the next big thing. Then went back to being the monster. You can only be the monster for so long. And we've seen him since, like, even like when he was in ROH. Not everybody can be Undertaker. Not absolutely. Everybody can be Undertaker. And if he's in reinventing himself into this Joseph Parks character, I'm all for it. Go on Twitter. I'm going to follow you personally myself at Chris Dog and follow Joseph Parks. Let's get on to other topics. We've seen the in-ring return this week of the asshole himself, Mr. Anderson, taking on Christopher Daniels, getting the win. Also, too, busting up Christopher Daniels' cheek, which was, you know, they took that the rough way. The AJ, rough way. AJ Styles is going to be uh, teaming up this week with Mr. An- uh, this, Mr. Anderson at Victory Road to take on the team of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian because they've had, you know, he's, I guess, calling in the uh, calling in some help. Yeah, they got the they got a long feud going with, and now Anderson's joining them. Yeah, well, Anderson Anderson's joining AJ Styles. Yeah, joining AJ which Styles, is, which is good, but joining it, the feud. Enjoying this feud, and also too, it brings Anderson back to TV. Something that we've missed. Yeah, they haven't had any. He, we, when was the last time we saw him on TV? It's and been I, a long time. It's like where is Brodus Clay? Where is Mr. Anderson? Exactly. Um, where is Tony Nice? Yeah, where is Tony Nice? Um, Kurt Angle. This is this is actually pretty big. Kurt Angle challenged Garrett Bischoff to a five-minute challenge match yeah. to see if he can stand it, and he did. Garrett Bischoff lasted lasted five minutes against Kurt Angle. Not a lot of people can do that, especially a rookie, somebody that could be relatively green to the business, facing maybe one of the most prolific professional wrestlers in all of history. Yeah, maybe Daniel Pewter could last. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But what what did he get out of that match? He got the satisfaction of saying Kurt Angle was wrong. But didn't Kurt Angle keep lifting him up? Yeah, but still, like Kurt Angle could have easily pinned him, but he didn't. Garrett Bischoff Garrett Bischoff found a way to beat Kurt Angle. I, I don't, don't what does this say about Kurt Angle though? Does Kurt Angle's doing the thing that that guys have, that have been established are doing. He's trying to put over new talent. That's what I was going to get at. Can you get any lower than I'm not saying Kurt Angle's low, but can you can he decrease at all? I don't think he can. I think he's at a level where he can either go up or he can maintain yeah, at he, that high Kurt level. Angle can never go down because of all the accomplishments that A Kurt Angle had before entering the squared circle. And having in the some say circle. that he's probably the best technical wrestler out there and ever. Some say this is going to go into a hashtag Mark Dream segment. Davy Richards versus Kurt Angle. Who do you think's going to win? 
I'm going to say Davy Richards. I feel like age before beauty. Well, what like Kurt Angle are we talking about? The only one that exists, not Eric Angle, the current Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, I would put Kurt Angle over. I don't know. I think that if if they did ever meet, I think feel like Kurt Angle does have that mentality. He would put over a younger talent, as in Davy Richards. Yeah. But it would be one hell of a show. Oh, absolutely. That would be. That, they both those guys could go for an hour. As mad the, the physical peak that Davy Richards is right now, and also Kurt Angle is just is Kurt Angle. Definitely. Um, big match at Victory Road is going to be Sting versus Robert Roode, no holds barred match. But before that, they have to have a contract signing. Robert, Rob, Bobby Roode. I keep calling him Rob Roode. Just I'm call so, him Roode. 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 Uh, it says that, you know, Sting is really taking away from the younger talent by putting himself in the main event. Yeah, saying that his ego is getting like, getting the best of him pretty much. I think the insanity is just getting the best of him. And and berating Sting during the contract signing. Say that, you know, he is the it factor. He's the voice of the selfish generation. Really putting himself over. Which then leads to Sting just beating the heck out of him and hitting him with the old paint. Which I liked. What's great is that he's saying, you all right over there, Brandon? What? What are you doing? What do you mean? You're sniffling a lot. You sick? I'm not sniffling. I don't know. You upset? He's crying over the... I'm not even saying... I don't have my own Twitter handle. (laughs) Somebody has BTTG. But what's it? I think that it's actually cool with Rude and that uh, promo because he was really saying what a lot of us say. That Sting and these older talents are taking a lot of way, taking that spotlight from the younger talent. Look at like the Nasty Boys when the Nasty Boys came in. The, the, was uh, the Nasty Boys nece- a necessity to no. being in TNA at the time? No, because they have not a sick gonna, It's not even going to put butts in the seat. No, it's not Eric Bischoff. They were just there because of Bischoff and Hogan. Exactly. But what do you think about the whole Sting like painting his face with the black and the red and stuff like that? I guess he it's likes awkward. face painting. Yes, he likes face painting. No, but I think I think, I think it's I th- finger painting. I think it adds to the his crazy persona. You know, back when the NWO was, you know, at his prowess, they would, you know, yeah, spray, spray paint, paint people. And Sting now being insane just kind of marks people up with his own crazy paint. I like it. I don't mind it. I mean, it gives meaning to all of that new face painting, whatever. Yeah. I mean, wasn't really a big fan of the Joker stuff. I'm still not a big fan well, of it. Well, it's, it, it's pretty, like, it's evolved since it was just the Joker. It's yeah. now just him, like, sludging paint on his face. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just still see it as a Joker-esque kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. True, true. So let's get into our predictions. Victory Road. Victory Road. One thing we didn't even mention, it's Robbie, to start off, Robbie, the television champion, is making open challenge to anybody for the television title. Him and I, I, I kind of like this gimmick that he's pulling out with uh, him and Robbie T having the matching like polo sweater vest thingies and bad mouthing everybody. Camera guy's not on the list. A, who do we think is going to be this person? I'll tell you who it isn't Tony Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for me last time. Maybe it's Rhino. <laughs> I'm All just right. kidding. I'm you know what? Kidding. I'm going to go with Shannon Moore. Okay. You think? Uh, uh, no, but I'll go with him. <laughs> I'll go with Shannon Moore. I'm going to go with Robbie E. Retaining. What if it's What if it's Big Rob? I, I thought about that, but I feel like they have something legit going right now. I think it's a little bit too soon to have Robbie T. Uh, turn on Robbie E. and take the title away. I feel like it's a little bit too soon, but I do feel like that's inevitable. I understand. I could maybe. Maybe it's Chavo Guerrero. 
come in. Rinka King. Yeah, he is a Rinka King. He does have connections with Impact Wrestling through Rinka King. We do know that. So, who knows? I mean, but regardless, I think Robbie is going to go over. Oh yeah. Yeah, I believe that too. All right, so straight across the board. Robbie. All right, you have your knockout title is going to be on the line. Friends will be facing off when Gail Kim, the champion, faces off against Madison Rain. Do you think this is finally the, finally the downfall of Gail Kim? Yes. I, I am going with Madison Rain. So am I. I think that it's going to be a big win for Madison Rain, winning that championship. I think it's about time that it, uh, Gail Kim loses it, loses it. Now, where does Gail Kim go from here? Wherever she wants, WWE. No, yeah. she she. I think it does, it's not going to put her down. She could still compete <laughs> for the championship. She could compete for the knockout champ, uh, knockout uh, tag team championship. I don't think it's going to do any harm for her. What about you guys? I already said mine. What about Brandon? I'm going with Gail Kim because I want to see her drop the title to Mickey James. You would. You would. I don't believe Madison Rain as a wrestler. I really don't. I don't think she's good. You want to get? But Gail you Kim. believe Joseph. But you believe Joseph Parks? Joseph Park. I don't give a shit. Yeah, who cares? Uh, tag team titles on the line. The former champions, Crimson and Matt Morgan, will be getting their rematch against uh, Brutus Magnus. Or did you say Magnus? Magnus, yeah. Magnus and Samoa Joe. Um, I'm going to say Samoa Joe and Magnus are going over in this one. Yeah, I'm going Magnus and Samoa Joe. As I've said in the past, I think that they are a great tag team, and I love the fact that these are these are two of my favorite Impact wrestlers. I think Crimson's going to get pinned, though. Crimson's going to get pinned. Yeah, which is... By who, Joe? Yeah. Or really? Magnus, if they do that double team. Why? Thing. I just... I, I, they need to shock it up a little bit. But I, that, see, if he, get, he gets pinned in a tag team match, he still has a singles bout to... So maybe yeah. then you can do a storyline going into lockdown, Crimson versus, you know, Joe in a steel cage match for, you know, his his singles uh, winning streak in line. And for those that don't know, with Rinky King, Magnus actually is feuding with Matt Morgan. So maybe you have that branch off, then you have Mo- Matt Morgan and Magnus kind of branch off too. Word, word. I'm All going right. with Joe and Magnus also. All right, Joe and Magnus across the board. All right, we have um, mentioned to it earlier. AJ Styles and Mr. Anderson are going to be facing off against Chris, Christopher Daniels and Frank Kazarian. AJ Styles getting some help from Mr. Anderson calling in the troops. Uh, who do we say in this one? Who do you guys say? Brandon, who do you say? Um, I'm going to, I don't know, maybe double DQ? Double nah, DQ? I'm going to go with AJ and Anderson Anderson just for the hell of it. All right, I I don't know. This is tough. Uh, Daniels and Kazarian. I'm gonna go Daniels and Kazarian just for the sole fact because I think they want to keep this alive. Maybe this causes some tension between AJ and Anderson. Maybe AJ and Anderson start up a feud because he is an asshole. Hmm. Yeah. What happens if Anderson heals heel turns and joins joins Daniels? I don't think he's. And, uh, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna heel turn, but I think maybe there just may be some confusion, and Kazarian and Daniels get the win. You know what? I'm going to go with Anderson and AJ. I feel like with Anderson making his return and everything, I think it will build them up, and you can still continue this uh, storyline. Jeff Hardy and Kurt Angle is the next on our list. These guys have kind of started feuding since Jeff Hardy uh, tried to get his shot at the TNA title, and Kurt Angle interfered. So these guys have been feuding, and Jeff Hardy wants his revenge. I'm going to go with the Jeff Hardy. 
Jeff Harvey. Jeff Harvey. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Jeff the same thing because I, as you mentioned earlier in the show, now Kurt Angle is at that point, and yet they're trying to put over Jeff Hardy, I guess, for some like magical, like epic title win. So if they, if Kurt Angle can interfere, you get Jeff Hardy getting back, get his momentum going back. Maybe by the summer, you have the uh, title on uh, Jeff Hardy. I'm going with Jeffrey Nero Hardy. All right. All right. No holds barred match. The main event for Victory Road, the road to lockdown, which will be in April in Nashville, Tennessee. You're going to have Sting facing off against the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Roode. I said it right that time. Great. Good one. Robert Roode, he's got to put over younger talent. Absolutely. I agree with you. You know what? It's Impact Wrestling. I'm going with Sting. You're going with Sting? I can, you know what? I can see that also. Just because, like, Sting wins, and then Sting thinks that he has to be in the the the, uh, the cage match against Robert Roode because he won. So then it's a triple threat match, Sting versus James Storm versus Robert Roode, and then Sting wins the title. Yeah. I just, I just, it's, I'm going with Sting W. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see live on pay-per-view this Sunday. Uh, Victory Road in the Impact Zone. And then next month it'll be in Nashville, so we'll get to see. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some more out of the Impact Zone action. Action leading up to lockdown. Write to us your own predictions too. Write to us on Twitter. Write to us on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And go buy a T-shirt, MarkingOut.com. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right, it's Dave the Reef that all the bartenders crave, and I am going to start with Male the bartenders. shameless plugs. <laughs> Big O. All right, number one, we're going to go with A underscore Dido14, a fan of Mark that follows us on Twitter, always writes to us, always amusing. I'm also going to go with an actual NC, uh, NAIA two-time finalist, Notre Dame college wrestler just signed by WWE, Derek Four. He trained at the Heart Dungeon, probably wrestled 197. Go follow him at D4, D, the num- uh, number four, Four spelled out. All right, and the last one. We're gonna go with two schmucks. I'm gonna go with Brandon and Rich Franklin. I'm going to go with go follow Brandon <laughs> at bttg161 and Franklin at heel underscore Franklin. He also has a, a YouTube show, The Heel Turn. Go check it out. They've actually been going back and forth. They've been having their own contest of who can get a response from the Iron Sheik first on Twitter. It's actually very amusing, very funny. Go follow both of them because you never know who's going to get that response first. And then maybe you you can get a response before both of them. No, I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah, I don't want hey, to get... Iron Sheik did reply to us one time. He just never tagged us. <laughs> What'd he say? Oh, fuck are you? I don't, I don't remember what it was. We, had, we asked him something and he fucking replied and, exactly what we asked. And you got, you got to see some of these tweets that they're tweeting out to them. They're tweeting everything. Chris Bosch says you're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Just go follow them. I really, I really don't think Chris Bosch really cares about what the Aaron Sheik thinks. Cause Who doesn't? Yeah, he's moved on to Jose Canseco. Yeah, yeah right? right? <laughs> Brandon, who's shouting out? Brandon, shout outs. Robert De Niro. Wanna fuck me? Gotta give the first shout out to Pat Buck and Eric Tapout. They did an awesome job with PWS. 
on such short notice, as we discussed earlier, Sid docked out and they scrambled to please the fans. And I think Matt Hardy and Jay Lethal was just an awesome match. And that wasn't even the first option. They've tried reaching out to Anderson, uh, so Kevin Steen, a lot of wrestlers they tried reaching out to. Jomo. Jomo. He was, he was too busy eating lunch, though. But you know what? It shows that they care about the fans. That's yeah, right. And that's yeah. something you really don't see in professional wrestling these days. You know, Actually, you do, because if you look at more independent shows, support uh, independent wrestling. Because independent wrestling, you will see these guys a couple years coming, like, coming up and maybe being in the WWE. Like look at like you know we talk about it all the time. Zack Ryder, we were going to NYWC shows when he was t- teamed with Kurt Hawkins and they had the tag team titles around them. Now we're seeing him in the middle of you, Madison Square Garden. You and never know. Him. You never know who you're going to see blossom. All right, but, so and it's like I, I like that that you mentioned that indie show stuff. Colt Cabana has that contest. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's Fly right there at cool. car show. What is it? Yeah. What's the contest? He's fly, uh, he, like you have to make a video uh-huh. and uh, post it to like um, him. or under a thousand words or, or under a thousand words essay and if you win they fly you out put you in a hotel and give you tickets to uh, Chikarosaurus Rex How to Hatch a Dinosaur very cool it's and next- you get to hang out with Cole Cabana and, but you have to be eighteen to twenty six ish I like that okay so, so you can join yeah I'm not I'm good I don't need to do that he's seventeen I don't need to waste his Cole Cabana's time yep or anybody's time. What's uh, shout-out number two? <laughs> what was that? What's shout-out number two? Uh, recently, Gangrel tweeted out a video for this new YouTube show that he does called Bangin' and Bangin'. And I thought it was funny as hell. I tweeted to him about it, and then he followed us. So Gangrel follows us on Twitter. He gets the shout-out. That's pretty cool. Does, Wait. does this mean when I go out to the clubs and I get in a bloodbath, it's okay now? That's gross. Like, why would you say something like that? Hey, Dave the Rave does it all. Yeah. Dave the Rave does it all. What? All right. Shout number three. Team Sterlo. Follow him on Twitter at Team Sterlo. When Zack Ryder was doing a Q&A and trending with let us hashtag let us comment on ZTLIS, he tried to get marking out on ZTLIS, and we thank you for that. You yeah. get a shout out. Yeah, so we, we, we've been trying ourselves, but, you know, we can get on Cheech Rue Long Island story. Now the next step is... ZTLIS, ZTLIS, ZTLIS. There we go, there we go. And now it's time for your favorite and my favorite, the... Markout Moment of the Week. Markout Moment of the Week. And we have a tie. For it's Mark, a tie. For Mark Abbott, one of the week, we mentioned both of them a little bit earlier in the show. Number one goes to The Godfather at PWS Supercard 2012. Can I, I do it? Yeah, you can just do it. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the whole train. train. Are there any pimps up in this house? Woo! To everybody that knows that The Godfather be pimping hoes. Nationwide, then I want you to roll a fatty for this pimp daddy. Light that blunt up and say, Pimp it ain't easy. <laughs> he did that whole thing at PWS Supercard. And it was awesome. It was really it, nostalgia factor again. It was and honestly, he was, I didn't think I was gonna pop as much as I did. I was like, I don't think that, anybody did. I was like, Yeah, it's the Godfather. Just, and then he came out and rolled just like, Oh, this is music pop. I've hit. I was like, Oh my god, this is fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> 
We all, we all looked at each other collectively and were like, mark out moment of the week? Like, but, yep. But that was in the first time that we looked at each other and said, mark out moment of the week. We mentioned that Four Corners tag match. We mentioned Devious and Dark Side. And have you ever seen a 400-pound guy do moonsaults? I haven't. No, no, I haven't. And that night we did Lucifer Dark Side did maybe the most majestic... Moonsault. Everybody. Everybody was going nuts. I was sitting there screaming, oh my God, he's going to die. He's died. The entire oh time, Chris is like, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Screaming at the top of my lungs. It was great. The f- he, and he, it wasn't a sloppy moonsault. It was it wasn't, perfect. It wasn't like he tilted a little bit or anything like that. It was dead on. It was, he nailed it perfectly. Absolutely. And we, we have to find loose for Dark Side on Twitter so we can if maybe. He, I don't think he has one. I already tried looking. Maybe, maybe you could go up to him at an event and ask him to get you back. Stage. Yeah, right. Uh, like other, <laughs> like little kids. Kids, listen. You're at a, you're at a show. Be be happy with the show that you're getting. Don't try to get yourself Don't backstage. backstage. But that's our show for I this week. I understand amazing red didn't sign your stuff, but come on. <laughs> but that's our show for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Yet again, markingout.com. Go buy a t-shirt. Support us. We give you this thing free of charge every single week. We've been recording right now for a good two and a half hours. Support us. Wear our shirt. My mom, Dave's mom, have already bought t-shirts already. Rachel actually wore her shirt to work this today. Good. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> Mm, yeah, George the Gay, the K, the Kai, whatever. Yes, but uh, com. seriously, buy a shirt, subscribe on iTunes, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, at BWing411 for graphics, banners, all that good stuff, RingRopeAbellion.com, download their songs on iTunes. We wish you the uh, 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 best of luck in your future endeavors, and have a good week. I'm awesome as always. Have the same bad as they drink. Drive. That's right. Don't drink and drive. Fucking Guinness. Time to go do some beefy yoga. Beef and cabbage. Should we, should we just badmouth Dan for just getting really drunk and then like yeah, not wanting to be there for being a Debbie Downer? Yeah. Right. Shout out to my ex girlfriend. I don't know. Dan looked like he was having fun to me. Uh, I remember no. there. He was not. Dan having was having fun. more fun hitting was, on the six-year-old bartender than he was. He uh, was bitching and complaining the entire time. To you? Yeah, to both of us, and to you. To me, he's you? like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." I'm not even going to argue with you right now because yeah. I know you're not being serious. Wrong, no, I, wrong, I'm not wrong, lying. wrong. I'm not lying. Wrong, like, wrong. Oh my god, wrong, look at that. Wrong. Maybe that was me to him then. Yeah, that would probably was.